So we tried doing that via people's backs, but the angels, as we heard from Mark Arnley, that they sent a message to Mary in person, and they sent a message in a dream to Joseph. And that's because these messages were very, very important. So we're going to have a read through Matthew 1, and we're going to read the story. And Matthew is one of the books in the Bible that tells about Jesus' life. But first, we are going to need Mary and Joseph. Can we have Mary and Joseph on the slide? Here they are, Mary and Joseph. So if you can remember, they were engaged to be married. Now, my sister got married this, um, in this last year, and I know how much preparation has to go into a wedding. There's a lot of preparation, lots of things to do. They get very excited. There's a bit of nervous and stress trying to get things ready. Um, and maybe you've had a... Um, there's been something that you're getting ready for. You might be getting ready for Christmas at this time. Anyone got their Christmas trees up? We got ours up yesterday. Nice. You might be getting your Christmas present ready. You might be getting all the food in, counting down the days. You might have recently taken exams and you're waiting for results. Or maybe you've got a holiday booked and you just can't wait to count down the days until you go on holiday. So first question, maybe turn to the person next to you, you've got one minute. What are you waiting for? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Okay, that's all you're going to get. So, can I have some shout-outs? Anyone, what are people waiting for, looking forward to? Yes. Looking forward to going to Auntie's on Christmas for Christmas lunch. There we go, that's exciting. Good thing to wait forward to. Sorry, waiting for. Anyone else? One more suggestion. Nia. And exam results, okay, holding on, waiting for the exam results. That's a mix of emotions, I can imagine, as you're waiting. So, yes, Mary and Joseph, they were waiting to get married. And we're going to read, we're going to kick off in Matthew 1, verse 18, if we can have that on the slide. Here we go. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His, Mary, sorry, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So this is the start of the story. We've, Joseph, he's excited to be getting married and then he finds out that Mary was pregnant and he was not the father. Can you imagine what, what, how he must have been feeling when he found out his dreams and hopes of the future would have been shattered in that moment? He thinks Mary's betrayed him. I wonder what you must have been feeling, maybe disappointed, maybe angry, confused, maybe upset or hopeless. And maybe some of us might have felt a bit like that this year. Maybe we've had some plans and hopes for the future, and things that we were waiting for, and then things have had to change or events have fallen through, things that we were looking forward to and then we couldn't do. Maybe we're not so sure about what the future holds. Things are still quite uncertain, aren't they, at the moment? And maybe we might be feeling a bit confused or fearful or angry or disappointed this morning. Maybe we might just be feeling a bit weary as well. Well, what was Joseph's reaction? Well, in that time and culture, you weren't allowed to have a baby outside of marriage. It was, outside of, it was against the law. So if he'd told everyone, Mary could have faced disgrace and severe punishment. But as Mark Arney said, 
Mary, um, sorry, Joseph was a good man. So instead of exposing her, um, he decided to divorce her quietly so that she wouldn't be put to shame or face that punishment. It was the kindest thing he could have done for her. But then, as he was considering this, we read, continue reading. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him, him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So what is this message that the angel tells Joseph? Well, he tells Joseph that Mary, she hasn't been unfaithful, and that this baby was from God. And that God had made a promise 700 years before this event. So that is many, 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 many generations before. God makes a promise to his people that he will come and save them. And then the angel tells Joseph that this is happening now through Mary and this baby, which is from God. And that he's going to use Mary and Joseph to do something even bigger, that he's going to save the whole world through them. So then what happens next? What does Joseph do after the, dream? Um, after the dream? Well, Joseph wakes up and he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. So Joseph, he could have looked at the evidence around him and the logical kind of human rational conclusion was that Mary had been unfaithful. But instead, he chose to take the courageous act, the step to trust in God and believe that what God said was true, that this baby was from God and that God was doing something bigger than just Mary and Joseph to save the whole world. He was creating a better future for them. But how did he manage to take that courageous step? That seems quite a leap of faith to believe that. How did he continue to keep having that faith as they faced more trials and during the pregnancy, I wonder if they had any doubts or were confused or not sure about what to do? Well, I think they continued to go back to that promise. They probably talked about what their dreams and the vis visits from the angel and they talked about it and they continued to hold on to that promise that God had given them and they believed that God was at work doing something even better. So today, in our world, as I said, we're, we're all waiting for things. Um, but life does seem quite uncertain at the moment, doesn't it? And we're not sure what the future holds. How can we also today have that courageous, um, how can, yeah, courageous trust in God, that God is at work in all situations? And some situations seem less than ideal. How can we continue to trust that God is at work in our lives? Well, we might not all have all the answers. And we might still have doubts, but I think we can come together. I love that we can gather as church and we can hold on to those messages that the Bible teaches us, that God is at work in our lives. So some promises to hold on to maybe today. That like the Isaiah prophet said all those years ago, that God was going to send Jesus to save them. I don't think that story ends at Christmas, but actually the Bible tells us and promises us that God is still at work. He's continuing to save us today and that one day there will be a time where there is no more death, no more suffering, no more pain, no more mourning because the former things would have passed away. That we, There is a future hope for us, a time when God will save us. 
But there's also in the promise in the Bible, the Bible tells us that this Christmas message reminds us that in our waiting, God can come be with us. In the messy parts of our life, Emmanuel means God is with us. And that also God is working in what may seem like hopeless situations or messy situations, he can work those for our good. And we can play a part in that. We can love one another and we can share that, good, that goodness that God gives us to help save this world. So this Advent, in our times of waiting and the things that we're waiting for, how can we have courage to keep trusting in God? Well, maybe some challenges for you this morning. If this is the first time that you've heard the Christmas message, I encourage you to to keep listening in, keep tuning in and hear what God is, what God did at that Christmas time and what that tells us about God. And maybe an encouragement for us if we've heard the Christmas story many times to maybe go back into our Bibles and take some time to look up some of the promises in the Bible of God gives us something to hold on to this Christmas time in this time of waiting. And I then encourage you to share them. I think like Mary and Joseph probably would have done and shared it with each other and shared the journey together. I encourage you to share those promises with one another. So your challenge during the refreshment break, if you want to, is to share one of your favorite promises that God has given you or a promise in the Bible that we have. So I'll share mine just to end. So my um, favorite Bible verse is Romans 15, verse 13. And it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just think that's an incredible promise that as I trust in God, he can give me joy and peace. And I've seen that in my life, that the, as I walk with him, I experience joy and peace, whatever the circumstance. And I've also seen the opposite of that, that actually when I walk away from God, I feel a lot more stressed and a lot more worried. But when I come back to God, I can know that joy and peace that comes from having the power of the Holy Spirit within me. So that's my promise that I'm going to hold on to. But I encourage you to share your favourite Bible verse or promise that you know from God in the break and share them this week with people that you meet. So I'm just going to pray to end and then I'm going to invite Joe up to lead us into the rest of the service. So let's just take a moment and let's just pray. Yeah, God, we thank you that this story reminds us that you can use what might seem like hopeless situations for your good, your salvation is working through this story and it continues to work through today as you come to be with us and you can save us can be with us can give us that joy and peace and that we can look forward to that day when there is no more suffering there is no more pain but we know that while we're waiting that you can be with us God so we just pray if you want to just have a moment just inviting God into your life inviting that joy and peace into your life because we know that when we ask God will come so we just pray Jesus will you come be with us now and as we move go from here Amen <laughs>